What's up, you guys? It's your host, Anna. Welcome to this week's episode on Undereducated. The conversation we're having today is one that I will say again and again does not get the attention it deserves. We are diving deep into the postpartum, and I am going to share with you a resource that I believe is the game changer. I am talking here with Jess Bjorling. She is the creator and host of the Jess for Moms podcast, as well as a postpartum coach. If you've never heard of that, like I hadn't, you are about to have your mind blown at the incredible resource this is and what a game changer it could be for your postpartum experience. So tune in and let's get going. Today, I'm here with Jess. She has an incredible podcast that talks all about kind of the postpartum things that moms might not necessarily be prepared for or have a realistic expectation of. And she tells like incredible stories and has people on to come and share, you know, what they did to navigate that difficult time because that's what it is. (laughs) And we're going to get into that and kind of, you know, what she's doing here for the postpartum population, which is huge. Um, But why don't you just introduce yourself and we'll kind of let people get to know you. Awesome. Thanks, Anna. I, um, yeah, my name is Jess B. Orlane and I grew up in Utah, went to the same high school as Anna, which is so fun. And um, my, my husband at BYU graduated with a degree in public relations and worked for a few years actually in human resources, I kind of pivoted. But um, after we had my daughter, I was still working a little bit. And then my husband graduated and we moved to Iowa and he is working for John Deere now. And I did some recruiting and work for my previous company for a couple years. And then I had my son. And so I have a daughter, Andy, who's four, um, a son, William, who is two. And then um, I stopped working after that. Um, and now I have, uh, now we're expecting our third baby in a couple months. So yeah, no news. Did I just miss that? Or is that like, (laughs) I think it's funny because pregnancy is so long. You post about it and share about it. Like, and then you still have, you know, six months before you have a baby. (laughs) And so everyone, and I live in Iowa. So, you know, everyone's like, wait, you're pregnant. You're having a baby. That's right. You posted about that five months ago. So anyway, it's funny how that happens. That's so exciting. So when are you due? I'm due. Well, I'll be induced January 2nd if, if he hasn't come by then. So, so like close. Yeah. Yeah. Close. (laughs) Yeah. There's no way. (laughs) I Yeah. It's feeling closer and closer all the time. So it's crazy. Oh, that's so exciting. And another little boy. Yes. Another little boy. That's amazing. How fun. We're just gonna have another little baby yes we're so excited no it's the yeah it's the best 
but also kind of like perfect in our conversation. I know, right? <laughs> very, very applicable. <laughs> like, are you looking forward to obviously having him here? But the postpartum, what are your worries going into it this third time? I know. Well, actually, what's cool is that because so much of my time and energy and everything is focused on this area, I'm also honestly a little excited this round. Last time I was really nervous because I had this time with my first and but that time got so much better. And so I'm really excited for this time to just apply what I learned the first and second times and what I help other moms do. And I'm kind of excited to see how it goes and see hopefully that it's that much better. So I'm, yeah, I am nervous though, to transition to three kids, that part, I am, yeah, that's going to be a new hurdle to challenge, uh, a new challenge to hurdle, but we'll see how that goes. People either say number two is like the kicker or number three sends you over the edge. So yep. Yep. I'm yeah. I'm a little nervous. (laughs) She'll be fine. Yeah. I also love what you said. I think it's so encouraging to see someone who is like looking forward to what is often viewed as like this really hard time of your life. Yeah. You've already been through it twice and you're still looking forward to it because now (laughs) like you're a little more educated, you're a little bit more informed, you're a little bit more prepared and your realistic expectations might match up to like what you actually end up experiencing. Mm -hmm. So that is just this nugget of gold that I'm hoping you can share with all of us. today. Oh, I love that. Thanks, Anna. Of course. But let's maybe start with Andy's birth, because I feel like that's probably where this whole idea stemmed from your experience with your first. Mm -hmm. Give us some insight into that. Yeah. So I, well, I'll just say I was very underprepared. (laughs) I'll just say that for For birth and especially for the postpartum stage and even just the postpartum stage in the hospital where I delivered. And so I, I was one of the first ones of my friends to have a baby. And I felt like that was not a bad thing. It was a good thing, but I, I just, there wasn't a lot of like relevancy around me of people having babies. Also back, that was almost five years ago, social media wasn't really, what it is now, which I actually love how it is now, how educational it is. Like I, I had never really seen a postpartum body or I didn't know this is probably pretty ignorant of me, but I didn't know there were degrees of tears. I knew you could tear, but I didn't know there were degrees of tears. And so there was just a lot that I didn't know. And I also didn't know that they send you home after the hospital and, they're like, okay, see you in six weeks. Cause I'm used to, you know, at the end of your pregnancy, you're going every week, every week, being very closely monitored. And I was just kind of like, what? Like, I wasn't afraid to take care of the baby. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, I'm done. Like, you don't have anything else to like, yeah. you're I'm like, like you're not worried about me. Hurting. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is it. And then I went to my six week checkup and they were like, okay, your stitches are healing well. And are you depressed? And I was like, well, no, but like, I, is that it? Like, that's all we're going to talk about. So I was just, yeah, I was very underprepared and I, yeah, I just didn't have a lot of resources for it. So with my actual birth, 
and postpartum experience. They kind of all the hard parts kind of play into each other, but my actual birth went pretty well. And, um, my experience in the delivery room and everything was actually really wonderful. Really. I mean, there were some really hard parts too, but all, all, all in all, it went really smoothly, but I did, first of all, the hardest thing was sleep. Um, I delivered in like early morning. It was, <laughs> yeah, 3 30 AM oh, and I'd been, mom. you know, <laughs> yeah. That's so, okay. and then you're kind of, yeah, you're on a baby high. And so I did not want to sleep after that either. And I just, and then once she was in my room and she was there next to me, my brain, I just couldn't turn my brain off to like rest. I thought like, oh, every noise, every sound, like I need to be alert and taking care of her and everything. So we were there for like a total of 72 hours and I I slept maybe four, five hours in that time. And I was just so tired and I went home and started feeling really anxious because that can happen when you have a lack of sleep. And then all those factors combined just perpetuated this lack of sleep. And so I was just really struggling and I couldn't get my brain to calm down. Even if she was in the other room, I was listening for her. So I struggled with sorry, with sleep for several weeks. And it really impacted (laughs) a lot of my postpartum experience. And people prepare you, they tell you that you're not going to sleep. But I just thought like, oh, my baby will get up. I didn't know that I would have a hard time when I could even sleep having a hard time sleeping. So anyway, that was not being able to turn your brain off. Yes. So real. I still try to explain that to Jake because like even now (laughs) Ralph is seven months old and like I'm still exhausted because he still doesn't sleep through the night. I'm like, bro, I just wanted to take a nap, but I couldn't literally turn off my brain from like thinking of the Christmas list I'm trying to get done today. Yes. It's like, yes, this is your free moment to do something. So your brain's on overdrive, but Totally. It's so real. Somehow it tends to be easier for the dads. I don't get it. I wish it was easier for me, (laughs) but yeah. And then also when you're a new mom, you're just like, are they okay? Are they sleeping? Are are they alive? Are they breathing? Are they okay? So it was, it was just kind of a mess for me, but um, part of the hardest part of my delivery was, was my daughter ended up being a nine pound baby and my kids (laughs) just end up having, they have huge, not only are they nine pounds, but they have round, like above the growth chart heads. (laughs) And, um, they, I got a third degree tear, which at first I was like, yeah, I tore, I expected that. And all the nurses, you know, when they come in, you know, as you know, you, they, you review their charts and all of them, everyone would be like, Ooh, a third degree tear. And I was still on pain meds. I hadn't really walked around that much. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. But then it really hit. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, third degree tear. This is, this is no, this is no, no walk in the park. <laughs> yeah. This was, this is for real. So anyway, that really made my postpartum experience also very difficult because it was hard to sit. It was hard to move. It was hard to even like, get comfortable. Get, yes, it was so hard. So Um, and then so much of my energy was going towards breastfeeding, which I'll talk about in a second too, but, um, but the combo of my energy going towards that 
not sleeping. I just wasn't healing very quickly. Mm -hmm. And it actually took several months for me to get to heal completely down there. So it, that was a really hard part. I just like didn't anticipate. And then breastfeeding was, I mean, there are so many components that made it difficult, but um, breastfeeding for me was really hard. And I had taken the class. I felt so prepared. I was so excited and it, it was just nothing like what I had expected. And there were some things that happened in the beginning. There was a mix up with the nurses of switching shifts and things like that, that meant that no one was there to help me breastfeed my first time. And so I thought I had a good latch with my daughter and I didn't. And I didn't know you shouldn't feed 45 minutes for your first time. I just kind of thought you just keep going. <laughs> and like anyway, yeah, yes. So, but I was like, but this is really painful. So anyway, I kind of did some damage there, but then I started meeting with lactation specialists and they were helping me and they helped get a really good latch early on. And she was doing great. Um, and they, I was able to like heal externally, but internally I worked for weeks with lactation specialists because there was like an internal pain during like the whole feeding that kind of, some people have described like a clogged duct or, um, a yeast infection or something like that. And the pain sounds similar, but I didn't have like any of those things. It was just, they still can't, they couldn't figure out what and was like, going on like with me. Constant mastitis, but yeah, like, yeah. Oh without the fever. Yeah. So it was, it was rough. And, but I just kept being told, you know, like if you keep going, it will get better and it will get better. So I did it for about five weeks and every feeding, even when I pumped the same issue would happen. So they were just really stumped, like what was going on. I've never and heard so, like that quite true. I know. Like, I'm I, like, know. I don't even know what I would tell someone that feels like they're experiencing that. That would have been so challenging, I'm sure, to just be like, yeah. what is wrong? Like, what what is happening? You know? Yes, yes, it really was. It was super frustrating. And I kept being like, someone's got to know what's what the answer is. And just yeah. no one could figure it out. And so, um, but it ended up being the best change for us to switch. I had to deal with a lot of like guilt because I had great milk supply. I had like she was eating well, gaining weight. So it felt like everything for on her end was working well. And so switching to like choose, it was ultimately a choice for me. Right. And so I had a lot of guilt came with that. And but once I worked through all of that, it helped so much. My stress decreased a ton. My anxiety decreased a ton. And actually it impacted my daughter too. She became like a much calmer, happier baby because they can, you know, they can sense your stress and your, you know, every time I was feeding, I was like tensing and because I was in pain. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so that I, my, I started healing a lot better with my tear and everything just started to improve from there. But those were probably the main things that, um, my birth and there were really beautiful parts and then there were some really hard parts and and then you know there were some other factors too like we were in an internship in Georgia and we were far away from family and emotionally it's just a huge change when you become like I went from Jess to being Jess and a mom to like a baby and it's just a big change I loved so many parts of it but it was also like whoa, I'm this new responsible 
-hmm. like responsible for another person's life. And it's just a huge change. And I also was feeling like, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's something that like also goes kind of like without being said is that you do become like yourself plus a mom. And like all of a sudden this new, like you have to step into this new role and you have this little tiny human who needs you 24 seven, like, yes, no break. And it's like, okay, how can I still be me, but also step into this new role because I know I have to. And like there's fear surrounding the, like, what if I'm not good at it? What? And, And you have all these challenges of like, you feel guilt over how you're, feeding your baby like you're worried if they're comfortable enough if they're healthy enough like there are so many new things that you experience in those first even you know six 12 weeks that like you said the mom doesn't get supported through no no and no one prepares you for that change (laughs) yeah and no one tells you you nailed it I think no one prepares you either that you can also you don't like I became Jess and a mom like I didn't become a mom. Like I had to learn that it was okay to be both, that I wasn't replacing who I was. I was adding to who I was and that it was a really beautiful thing, but I kind of struggled with it for a while because my mentality was, this is now who I am, you know, <laughs> but it doesn't need to be one or the other. It can be both. And that's where you find like just the magic and wonderful parts of motherhood is when you combine those two. So I think you nailed that. So I think though that that perspective is something that's learned truthfully, unless someone can tell you that and like, you can hear Mm -hmm. it and believe it. But like I myself for sure was like, okay, now I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Yeah. Okay. Is that who I am? Like, is that what I am? What do I do now? Like, you know, it was such a defining thing for me to obviously have a child and like this joyful experience. We wanted nothing more. But yes. then it's like, wow, all these different parts of my life that I've been for these last 25 years, are they like, are they gone? Like it was such yes. a weird thing for me to navigate. And even with baby number two, where it was like, okay, I stopped working in the hospital. Now I'm like, I'm not a nurse anymore, but like, but I'm yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's that such was a huge fun. part of who I am. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I don't know. I feel like totally even someone just saying that and anyone who listens to this to hear like, no, you're still like you plus this. Yeah. That's yeah. Such a healthy perspective to go into it with because it can be yes. so overwhelming to feel like you've lost yourself and like you're stepping into a role that you feel highly underprepared for. Yes, know? totally. Yeah. And I, like you said, it was even after my second child that I, that really, that I really that finally sunk into me that I would I can be both and that and when I am both and when I'm like doing things that help me feel like me the me I've always been and then also then I show up better as the mom version of me and I have so much more fun with my kids because there's no resentment and there's no additional unnecessary exhaustion you know so anyway I love that no and I love I love that you learned that and now like you've made this goal to share that with others. I want to talk like a little bit more about like your podcast, your coaching, all the things that you do at Just for Moms that just have like made you this invaluable resource for people. 
that doesn't exist anywhere. Like truly, I'm like, yeah, to know about you and what you're doing because (laughs) we all need you. (laughs) Oh, you're so great. Um, well, yes. So it's really interesting because after I had my daughter, I I started, it kind of just lit this fire in me, like the things that I had learned. And I'm sure you can relate to this with like, with what you're doing too. But, um, it just lit this fire in me where I was like, okay, if I didn't know this, there's gotta be other moms that don't know these things that there's, that there are ways that you can actually be prepared for postpartum. You don't know if you're going to tear, you don't know if you're going to have a hard time with breastfeeding or not. But there are things you can do to prepare to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that no matter what comes your way, you can navigate it and um, have resources and know who to ask for help and know how you're still going to connect with your spouse or your partner. Like there's just so many ways that you can be prepared for the postpartum stage and that I just felt like weren't being talked about because people basically would just say, well, you just navigate through it and you get through it and then you're done. And so I was like, this, there's got to be something more than that. So I, uh, after I had my daughter, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not having another postpartum experience like this again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is what went well, or this is, there were some things obviously that went well. And then there was a lot that I was like, I would totally change that, or this is what I've learned. And so I really basically made myself a postpartum plan for my son And that's a big thing of what I do now. It's much more structured and everything, but unknowingly I made myself a postpartum plan and was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do when I was pregnant the second time. And I started sharing that, like I actually wrote a blog post almost three years ago and oh my gosh, I remember I read it (laughs) before I had Lewis. Did you really? Oh, wow. This is amazing. I don't, I don't remember like the post, Yes. like the topic, yes. matter, but I remember reading it and being like, cause I remember sharing it with Jake and being like, do you remember Jessica Smith from high school? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, she wrote this amazing post about like what to expect. Kind of. I feel so much. Yes. I'm so glad. Yeah. Little did I know it was going to like be the first step towards me doing all of this, yeah. but I just felt this like fire in me that was like, okay, hey, I need to share this with other people because there's ways that you can be a little more prepared for this stage when you're kind of on your own until the six week appointment. And so anyway, um, so I wrote that blog post. I basically made myself a plan. And then my second experience just went so much better. And, and then, but there were even things that I was like, oh, I forgot that this happens. And I forgot, or I didn't anticipate this, or this was so hard last time that I didn't realize how hard this would be this time. So anyway, I felt like I learned even more. And then um, because I was so passionate about it, it naturally into conversations with friends and um but especially got the surface with some really close friends who were really opening up and being like okay this is really hard (laughs) you know this is what's going on and um I was able to share some of those things that I had learned and just different strategies that they could try and I had one friend in particular um who was really open about her postpartum experience. And it was just so cool to see, like, she would just give me a lot of feedback. Okay, this helped me a ton. What do you think about this? Anyway, 
it just really, again, fueled that fire. And after, you know, kind of helping her, talking with her for a few weeks through that postpartum experience, I was like, this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. Like that I'm, I want, like, I just felt so happy every time I would talk to her. I felt like I was helping fill a need that just there weren't a lot of great resources for, you know, and people just kind of suffer in silence in the postpartum stage, because I think there's something, at least I felt this way that after you have a baby, you're just supposed to show like how grateful you are for the baby and sharing anything negative about that time or that stage is kind of like, Oh, you're not grateful for your baby. And even if people aren't thinking that, like you worry about that, you kind of worry like, well, I don't want to complain about this because I'm so grateful to have this baby or, and I feel like we're doing better and better about that, but I had never heard anyone really talk about, unless there was a challenge with their baby, they had never really shared like, I'm really struggling. This is really hard. It felt like kind of taboo to, to talk about that. So I, um, I just felt like, okay, this is, this is something that I want to help bring light to and help people through. And so that led to a whole year of business, creating resources, researching a ton, learning a ton. And, um, I started coaching women for free to just see like what worked, what didn't work, what needed improvement. And so it, it led me here. And so that's kind of what started all of this. I don't know if that answers your question. No, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. That's such a journey. And like, what a calling to just like, I don't know, walk into and feel like this is me. I think that's yeah. cool. because yeah. like you said, there is such a need for this. It doesn't really exist out there. And I'm sure like in working with those people, as you were kind of trying to figure out how you were going to do this, like you saw this feedback of like, wow, women actually respond to this. Like yeah. moms respond to this level of support. Like, why is this not a thing? Which totally. I think just like validated what you're doing because it truly is yeah. like just exactly what you said, just this much needed resource that just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. When I saw it in just my own friends, I was like, okay, there's, I'm not the only one that felt this way. You know, like there's, there's a lot of people who are struggling and feel bad for struggling, you know, and just don't know how to get the help that they need unless it's um, medical related. Like sometimes women can identify, you know, I have postpartum depression, which is awesome when they can identify that and they can get medical help. But beyond that, if you're, if it's not postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, sometimes it's hard to nap. Like, what do I even do? I guess this is just what being a mom is, you know, it's just hard. So. And like you said, the conversation is changing and like people are more open with how they're feeling and what they're experiencing. But even then, like, it's hard to be that one who, like, is like, actually, no, today was really hard. And, like, I had to take a step back and my baby cried for 10 minutes while I went in the other room. Yeah. And, like, do you hear that all that often? No. People don't talk about that. But, like, no. you think you're the only mom in the world that's ever done that? No. Like, no. like <laughs> there are moments when it's like, yeah, like that's a normal thing. And you just have to kind of navigate it a day at a time. But I think to be able to have, like you said, like this person, like you, a coach that you could come to and be like, Hey, this is how my day went. Like yeah, just someone to check in. That's not your spouse. 
Exactly. Someone who's going to offer you this unbiased, like, you can tell me anything Mm -hmm. here just to like unload on at the end of the day. Yes. Imagine that being so alleviating for, you know, these really heavy feelings that sometimes you Mm -hmm. carry with your new mom for no other reason except like it's hard and you're exhausted. (laughs) Yes. Those are factors that you can't change. Right. How you learn to cope and respond and move forward, you know, really does make the difference and eventually make it more of a positive experience. But yes, um, without those skills and those, you know, opportunities to have that conversation with someone, I feel like a lot of women and a lot of new moms just find themselves like in a deep place for yeah. those couple years of childhood because yeah. it's, it's hard. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. And along with that, I think one of the biggest, I love that. I, cause, and it made me think one of the biggest takeaways that I had um, actually both times from having my kids is, and what I really learned, it kind of goes back to what we talked about before, but I learned that you mom, <clears throat> that your needs are just as valid as your babies. And which maybe sounds intuitive, but at the same time, when you become a mom, like you, all you're really thinking about is your baby's needs. But the reality is, is that both you and your baby have needs. And the only difference is that the baby can't meet their own needs. Right. And no one is going to do that for you as an adult, (laughs) the same way that you are meeting your baby's needs. But It doesn't mean like your baby's needs aren't technically more important. They just can't meet them on their own. And so for me learning that, I was like, oh, it's okay for me, even in the postpartum stage, to prioritize my physical needs, my emotional needs, my social needs. And and it looks different and it may be in shorter increments of time, but they're just as valid. Like you don't decrease in worth as you grow older. You're your worth is the same. You're worth as much as a baby, but again, a baby just can't meet their own needs. And so it's up to you to meet your own needs and to get the help that you need to meet your own needs. And so I just wanted to add that, that if you're a new mom and you're struggling with this, like things, like everything we've been talking about is so worth it. And you are worth taking the investment, worth taking the time for worth prioritizing yourself or like you said Anna going into the other room and letting your baby cry for a few minutes while you like regroup and like because you your needs are just as valid you just have to be the one that meets your babies and yours but but you can get help and that's one of the things we work on a lot in postpartum coaching you can get help meeting your needs and meeting your babies but anyway so I just wanted to add that as well I I love that I think this is something that my husband and I kind of implemented with our second baby because it definitely has been hard for us on this end. Yeah. And like our situation's different. My husband's back in school. We have a two-year-old. You know what I mean? Like yes. second baby hard. is a joke for sure. Yes, for but sure. This we kind of implemented this routine of like, okay, if the baby gets a bath, I get a shower. Love it. Like the baby gets his clothes changed, I change out of my pajamas. Like, I love it. It's so silly. But generally, those are things that I would go all day without, like, feeling like I had time to do. Yes. Like, oh, I have two little humans that need me. Plus, like, Mm -hmm. I'm working and I have, like, a million other things to do, you know? Like, that was the last thing I was going to give my time and attention to. And, like, 
to my earlier comment it's like okay the baby was crying in the other room like in his car seat but I needed to brush my hair before we left like totally and your baby was fine like there was nothing if he wasn't fine you would have you know met that need and prioritized that first but he was fine and so yeah you take a minute and you brush your hair (laughs) but really like yeah really that seems silly that you need to be told that but like but you do be told that which is yes like and that it's okay like I think I thought in order to be a good mom you know then I had to all my baby's needs needed to trump my needs and the reality is you can do both. <laughs> you can meet your needs and your baby's needs. And to be a good mom, actually to be the best kind of mom you can be, if you're meeting your needs, then you will actually be a way better mom. Like you'll be happier, you'll show up more, you'll be more playful, more happy. And so anyway, it took me way too long to learn that, but it's so true. So anyway, I love that you do that though, Anna. That's really cool. If the baby gets bath, you did a shower. If you, I, I think that's such so a great silly. way to think it's about so it. Like I'm a toddler. It's like no, you washed your like, you... wash my hands. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love I it. Know. It works for us. But I think, um, I think you know, just what you said. Like you have to take this perspective of like you're always gonna be a great mom. Yeah. No matter what your situation looks like, like mm-hmm. you are a great mom and nobody can tell you different. Like you, you just are great. And some days mm-hmm. you feel like you're bad at it, but like yeah. you met your child's needs and that's mm-hmm. great, you know? Yep. Um, And I think it's important to like bring that to the conversation that, you know, other people's perspective and like perception of what is great, like might not be great for you. And totally finding your situation and your needs and your abilities and like your circumstances and support level and all the things that make, you know, your situation unique to you obviously Mm -hmm. play a factor into how you address, you know, the postpartum and navigating all these new life changes that come with it. But like being able to say, you know, I am me and this is my motherhood journey. It is not Jess's motherhood journey. Sarah's down the road, like being able to address it at an individual level is so powerful. And I just, I love that you're enabling women to do that. I think, I mean, we've covered like a ton of stuff, but I'm just like, what could somebody like, how do they reach out to you to be coached by you? Like, yeah, plug that for us. Let us know. Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit about what that looks like. So, um, basically uh, well, how you can reach out to me is you can just look on my Instagram page, just for moms. Um, oh, and as a side note with that, like the reason that, cause it just goes along with everything we've been talking about. The reason that I called it just for moms is it's kind of a play on words for just for moms, mm-hmm. because I really wanted there to be a resource. Cause I do feel like there are a lot of great resources for babies, like how to help them sleep, or if they have colic, a ton of products, a ton of, and I think that's awesome. I'm so grateful for all of those, but I really wanted to create a resource that was literally like, no, this is just about you, mom. Like (laughs) this is for you to make sure you're being taken care of. And also it will help you take great care of your baby, but that's the purpose. But anyway, that's just a tangent, but yeah, you can go to Instagram you can go to my website, justformoms.com. There's plenty of options for to contact me there. And, and you can also learn a lot more about what I offer and what we do. But basically my job as a coach in a nutshell is just to make sure, like I have said, that 
you as the mom are being taken care of. And your job as a mom is to make sure your baby is being taken care of, but it's my job to help you take care of you. And so I've mentioned also first moms a lot here, but also second time moms are sometimes the ones who know how badly that they need help and support in the postpartum stage. So this applies to all moms. This is a resource for all, no matter what kid you're on, (laughs) this is a resource for all of you. But basically there's kind of two different, a couple different ways um, that we can go about doing this. The first option is to create a postpartum plan. And this is a piece that I absolutely love. It's it's structured in a way that you can work through it, um, that in general sections that apply to everybody, but then we work together to personalize it and make it specific to meeting your physical, emotional, and social needs. And so that's really like the bulk of the postpartum plan. But then the last section of the plan is how to prioritize and connect with your spouse or partner in that stage, because that's an area that I felt, you know, really underprepared for. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about that on your Instagram this week. And I was like, wow, I needed this reminder. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like you, it just goes kind of yeah back burner because sometimes it has to but then it's like wow it's been a minute since we've even sat down and had a conversation <laughs> like yes and you just you just kind of anticipate oh we're gonna have this baby it's gonna be the most bonding experience ever because of the baby and there are totally times and moments where that is so true like this baby really will bring you closer but also just the nature of your schedules and lack of sl- sleep and things like that can make it hard to like actually find time to just connect the two of you and so part of the postpartum plan is like thinking through that we brainstorm some ideas together and then I really recommend that people finish that with their spouse and really get on the same page and everything like that and then also there's a section about dividing responsibilities and kind of going into that stage being like okay who's gonna own what what do we need help with kind of identifying that ahead of time so that you're not in the thick of it being like well who's gonna go to the store and get groceries or who's going to, you know, like do the, do the necessary laundry. And like, anyway, we keep it really to like, I don't, I don't encourage people to like have a beautiful cleaning schedule all laid out, but for those (laughs) important things, like you can't do it all. Your partner or spouse can't do it all. Like just thinking through ahead of time, what are you going to own? What am I going to own? And then who are we going to ask for help? what are we going to do? Or do we pay someone or just Mm -hmm. kind of brainstorming that? And anyway, so, but it's all tailored to you individually. And so afterwards you'll just have a clear idea of how you can meet your needs during the postpartum stage and with a newborn baby and what areas you may need to ask for additional help with. So that's the first component of that. And then the second option is postpartum coaching, which, um, also includes creating a postpartum plan. And then it's really, um, this is really where the magic happens, where this it's the hands-on support kind of that we discussed where you're getting help and support someone, like you said, Anna, from the outside perspective, who can see the clearer picture, who's not sleep deprived, who can kind of help you (laughs) identify areas of the plan that are working well. And then also areas where you're like, okay, what are your pain points? What can we address? What can we, here's some ideas, here's some techniques. And I also have some different tools and 
um, frameworks that we discuss that are specific that I've learned through my own experience, through research, through, um, through a variety of ways to help people in this stage. Um, but this, because really, like I said, this is where the magic happens because a plan is awesome. And I, and there are some people out there who could make a plan and they will carry it out just great. But for a lot of us, a plan, well, for all of us, a plan is only as good as you execute it. Right. And so some people are great at executing it on their own, but then a lot of us will make plans. And if we don't have someone to kind of help hold us accountable in a sense, or just also like help motivate us or cheer us on, it's, it's harder. And honestly, I think everyone can benefit from just having someone from the outside. Cause like I said, you'll be taking care of your baby. That's you just know that that person is meant to help take care of you. And so that is coaching is where we do that. Coaching is where we make sure that you can be the healthiest you, that you can be heading into motherhood or into your second baby or whatever it is, but the healthiest you so uh, both physically and emotionally. And so that this is where we guarantee that you're actually taken care of because <laughs> it's nice to talk about, but it's way hard to do when you're actually in the thick of taking care of a baby and other kids, especially too. So like you said, tod- like taking care of a toddler and a newborn, and I'm sure multiple toddlers or multiple kids <laughs> will experience that in a couple months. We'll let you know. How like, I- we'll check back with you in uh, six months. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure there will be some new insights there, but, um, anyway, but that's, that's really where we make sure that you are actually taken care of. So, and I've really found that with women that when they have that coaching piece and kind of those check-ins, um, that are every week or every two weeks that they, it keeps it on their mind and they're more accountable to themselves of, okay, I said I was going to take care of myself this way. So I'm going to do this because Jess is going to check up on me and Jess is going to make sure that this is actually happening. So anyway, those are, those are the main components of, of what I offer. So it sounds amazing, Jess. Like, I'm like, wow, genuinely, you've thought through everything I could think of that I'm like, wow, this is something we need help with. And the accountability factor that is added on to like the coaching side that you offer, I think Mm -hmm. is so key. At least for me, like, I'll just be totally, totally me too. I am for sure the planner. I'm the one that's like, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Like we are to the minute we are going to like be successful today. Yes. But then like life happens and the things that you plan, especially when it comes to yourself, really yes. do just often have to take the back burner and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. being able to say like, no, it's okay for me to actually take these 10 minutes now and do yeah. this thing that I told Jess I was going to do. Yeah. And like, not only do you get the satisfaction of telling you you did it, right? (laughs) Like, you get, you know, the positive outcome that comes from that thing. You become a better mom. You're in a better mental space. You're in a better emotional space or physical space, whatever that outlet was for you. If it was a 10 minute walk, you know, Mm -hmm. like, absolutely. Whatever it was, like, you are doing good for you, not just so you can be accountable to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really where you see like the change happening for people like, oh, okay. I'm s-, and that's where it goes back to. They still feel like them. They still feel like a person yeah. and they don't lose that as, you know, in that stage. So, yeah. Well, I'm so excited to share this with everyone truly, because we all need this and to have an individualized postpartum experience just really 
I think will make all the difference. So everybody check Jess out, check her out on Instagram, <laughs> look up her website. Let's all just be <laughs> more prepared for the post. Yes. We all need it. <laughs> we do. We do. That's the thing. You may not think you do. And then you'll be in it in the middle of it. And you're like, oh, shoot, this is you do. It's just oh, hard oh. to be prepared for. When it comes down to it, you guys, the postpartum is hard. It just is. That is something that will never change, but how you approach it can make it easier. The postpartum planning that Jess has created, as well as enabling women through her postpartum coaching to really take the time to take care of themselves, is the game changer that I think we all need. Having gone through the postpartum myself two different times, I know how hard it is to prioritize yourself. You feel a million emotions and responsibilities and these heavy pressures to take care of your newborn baby and your family and all the other things that exist in your life that need your attention. But when it comes down to it, you are only going to be as good of a mom, of a wife, of a friend, of a sister, of a person as you give yourself the attention to be. And if that means, you know, you take five minutes for yourself to meditate and then, you know, your husband does the laundry instead of you, that's what your postpartum plan looks like. Everyone's postpartum plan is going to be different and that is the beauty of Jess's program is that it can be individualized, completely unique to you and your experience and it will help you have a more positive outlook and outcome. I cannot wait to implement the things I've learned from her and, you know, reach out to her when I have another baby and use her trainings and her coaching because I really do think it would have been a game changer in my postpartum experiences and I know it will be for you if you give it a shot. So like she said, check her out on Instagram at Jess for Moms as well as her podcast. It is fantastic. I've listened to multiple episodes. She's an incredible host and an even better person. So you won't want to miss out on an opportunity to work with her. If you aren't already, follow me along on Instagram at undereducated.pod and catch us here next week for another episode. <laughs> <laughs>